Welcome to the Things Above Podcast. I'm James Brian Smith, and you're listening to Episode 4. If you missed the pilot episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what I call Mind Discipleship. In 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, Paul writes, We take every thought captive to obey Christ. I like that. You know, I I think Paul's on to something there. We, we have to take control over our thinking. There's a lot of bad thinking going on in the minds of many people, even Christians. So this podcast is an attempt to, to do some brainwashing. I know brainwashing is supposed to be bad, but in this case, it's actually good. I know my brain needs some washing. So in each episode, I offer what I call a glorious thought for your mind to dwell on. And the thought I want to offer today is this, eternal life begins now. Now, if you ask most Christians, what is eternal life? They'll likely say, it's what happens when you die or after you die. Many assume it's something that begins after death and goes on forever, hence the word eternal. That answer, however, is not uh, confirmed in the Bible. In the scriptures, particularly in the New Testament, eternal life is something, something that begins in this life. So there was a verse that really blew my mind. And it's John 17, 3. And it reads, and this is eternal life. Okay, so here we go. It's going to set it up. And this is eternal life. Okay, what is it, John? And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus whom you've sent. Going to repeat that one. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. So according to John 17, 3, eternal life is a matter of knowing God and We know God through Jesus, who has revealed God the Father to us. Now, in the Bible, knowledge is always relational. It's not just head knowledge. So that's when when it says, and this is eternal life, that they would know you. Um, That's referring to an interactive relationship with God. So eternal life, then, is a, a quality of life here and now, and it involves our experiential knowledge of God. So if that's the case, and I I believe it is, then we don't have to wait to die to experience eternal life. We can be living it now. So, Jim, how do we do this? Well, we learn to open ourselves to God's presence and action and interaction in our daily lives. Now, in order to do this, we have to understand the nature of the spiritual realm. And that spiritual realm is called, in the New Testament, the kingdom of the heavens. Yep, you heard me right. Kingdom of the heavens, it's plural. (laughs) You'll have to trust me on that. I can give you some references to look it up, but it's it's, uh, Uranus or Uranoi, and um, that word means heavens, plural. And most good translators, translations will actually do that. They'll show you. Um, So this is not something that happens after you die. You, even though many Christians think that, they think, well, you know, heavens after I die, eternal life after I die. Jim's saying the opposite. He's saying, no, they're, they're here now. And, well, it's biblical. So don't, don't shut off the podcast. Let me explain what I mean. And as always, I'll use the Bible as the resource. Now, I could give you three key passages. I'll, I'll give you the references. But I want to look at one in particular. And the first is um, the well-known story of the baptism of Jesus in Matthew 3, verses 16 and 17. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, Suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, 
the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. So, notice that. So, first of all, the heavens were opened. It says, heavens in the plural, as I said. And that's because in Jewish cosmology, there were three levels of heaven. There was the heaven of our atmosphere right around us. And that's what happened there. Jesus could see the heavens open. It wasn't very far away. And then there's a celestial heaven. That's the second level. And then there's the third level of heaven where God resides. And that's why Paul could write in 2 Corinthians 12, 2, I know a person in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up in the third heaven, whether in body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. A lot of people think that was Paul writing about himself, that he had some sort of a mystical experience and actually was in the presence of God. Well, we don't know, but he does say third heaven. So what's the point? The point of the whole thing is that heaven is here now and in our midst. So back to that passage, the the baptism. Suddenly the heavens were opened to him and he saw the Spirit descending. So how far away was that? 100 yards? 100 feet? 30 feet? Well, we don't know, but it was close enough to see it and hear it. Remember, because he saw the Spirit and he heard the voice of the Father. The other references uh, are in Acts 7, beginning in verse 54. That's the the stoning of Stephen, the first Christian martyr. And uh, right before he is, he's actually stoned to death. He looks up and sees the heavens opened. And the other reference would be in Acts chapter 10, beginning in verse 9. And that's the story of Peter up on the rooftop where he prays and falls into a kind of trance and he sees the heavens opened as well and the sheet coming down. Again, the point is, Heaven is here now, and it's in our midst. Uh, Dallas Willard often said, heaven is right around your ears. I love that. Or as Emily Freeman said, the kingdom of God exists right here in the moments where we live. You know, the Celtics had an interesting uh, phrase. The Celtic Christians, they talked about thin places. I love that. Thin places are where um, we just connect to that spiritual realm. We, you know, something happens. It could be a mystical kind of experience. It could be in prayer. It could be we're in church and uh, we're singing a hymn and we just feel the closeness and presence of God in a way we hadn't before. I know I've had several of those in my life. So what a glorious thought. Heaven, eternal life, now. It's in our midst. And the great things, the thing about this is, is that the heavens are not in short supply. I mean, the, that's what's so great. I love reading the stories of the Bible. Um, because they illustrate this. And one of my favorite ones is in Exodus 16. And in Exodus 16, that's the story of about the manna. So Moses, they're wandering in the wilderness. The people are hungry and they're grumbling and they're upset. But Moses says, hey, the Lord has told me he's going to send us food in the form of manna each morning. And But I, I love this instruction. The instruction is only to gather up enough that you need and no more. Um, and they're told if they gather more, it's going to spoil and be filled with worms. And so um, they were instructed. They, they had this, uh, this vessel to go pick it up, and it was called an omer. And it was, it was like just enough for today's needs, the food for today. So you don't, don't try to store it. It won't store, right? And so um, they go out and they do it, and, and God is teaching them about provision and trust. And there's one last part of the story. Um, and it's in Exodus 16, verse 13. One evening they look out to see the earth covered with quails, right? So God was like, yeah, I can give you manna in the, in the morning, but how about a real feast here, you know? And, of course, Jesus' miracles demonstrate this all over the place. He was 
He turned water into wine. He turned a sack lunch into a massive meal for 5,000 people. Made a fig tree wither, made withered hands whole, walked on water, cast out demons, gave sight to the blind, raised people from the dead. The point of all of this is that the provisions of the spiritual realm are beyond what we can ask or imagine. This is what God wants to do. That's what it means to live from above, the place where Christ is, where we're setting our hearts and minds. I talk about something called kingdom economics, which means that as we live in the kingdom, set our minds on things above and and see Christ, we do see God providing what we need, because that's what we pray in the Lord's Prayer, right? Um, Give us this day our daily bread. Not asking for tomorrow's, but we know that God provides for us. And, And one story that was really helpful to me was many years ago, um, I was working with a guy, and um, he was invited to come and speak at our chapel. And his car broke down about 20 minutes outside of Wichita, and uh, he called me, and, and I went out and, and got him. We got his car uh, to a, a mechanic, and we left it overnight, and the next day he preached in chapel. And I took him to go get his car, and he was going to drive home. <clears throat> but he he uh, he told me as we're driving to the shop, he said, you know, I'm kind of in a rough place financially. He said, I can't pay for this. I said, really? He said, how much is the bill? And he said, they told me it's going to be $400. And I said, are, are you asking for help? And he goes, yeah, I may hate to, but do you think you could? So I called my wife because I don't make these decisions on my own. And she said, yeah, we can help him. And so I did. And we paid for it. And he left. He said, I promise I'll pay you back. Well, he didn't pay me back. And six months later, he called and said, I haven't forgotten. It's just I'm still in, in kind of a rough patch, you know, but I'm going to pay you back. Call me, I think, a year then later from the incident. And he said, I promise I'll, I'll pay you back. And he didn't. So a few years pass and I'm, I'm riding with Dallas Willard. We were in, I think riding to Colorado Springs, if I remember, but we're riding and, and I, I told him the story and I said, Hey Dallas, do you think it's it'd be right for me to kind of call this guy and say, Hey, you know, remember the money? Can you pay me back? And Dallas said something interesting. He just looked at me and said, well, James, have you missed that money? And I thought, hmm, actually no. And as I began to reflect, I thought about how during that same time period, uh, our daughter Madeline was in and out of the hospital quite a bit, and medical bills had really, uh, it was tough to, to stay ahead of, of those. And there was one particular day when um, we got a bill for $500, and we really didn't have that, you know, it was was a stretch for us. And, um, you know, we just prayed. And literally the next day, we got a a card from some friends of ours. And it just said, we've been thinking about you and want to do anything we can to help you. So we hope this money helps. And it was a check for $500. And, you know, I told Dallas that story. and He said, well, James, you're learning about kingdom provision. I just love that. Eternal life is now. We don't have to wait till we die. It's an interactive relationship with God. The heavens are here in our midst. God can provide. God can do things. I don't know what you're struggling with, um, but boy, there's troubles in our lives, right? Life is difficult and challenging, and we have a God who cares and wants to 
be with us and bless us and take care of us. It's God's not a vending machine, and don't get me wrong. This isn't uh, name it, claim it, um, you know, prosperity stuff. This is, this is a, a God who loves us, who is with us, wants to be with us, wants to provide. Eternal life is in session, and it's here now. I hope you join me next week for episode five, where I'll be talking with our very first guest, Emily P. Freeman. I quoted her earlier. Um, you won't, won't want to miss it. It's, it's, she's fantastic. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Ryan Smith, and you can learn more about this podcast at ApprenticeInstitute.org. Also at that website, you can learn about other programs and events we have at the Apprentice Institute. And uh, one event I want to tell you about is the upcoming Apprentice Gathering. It's a, an annual conference that we do. We've been doing them for eight years, and we bring in great speakers and writers from all over the country who, um, you know, write about Christian spiritual formation and discipleship, and it's just fantastic. This year, it's October 25th to the 27th here on the campus at Friends University. So go to that website, check it out, um, and, and learn about the speakers and the times and the workshops and all that stuff. It's going to be fantastic. I'd love for you to come. It's a blast. If you enjoyed this episode, please click on the like button and share it with a friend. And you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week, which is great. Until next time, keep setting your minds on things above. My hope is that one day if you're asked, hey, what's on your mind, your answer will be things above.